All right, hey, Billy Rainford from Direct Motocross here. We have got a uh, multi-time Endurocross champ, Canadian. We've got uh, Shelby Turner on the phone. Shelby, thanks for talking with us. Yeah, uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Having you on the big show. Uh, like we, like, we, like to, we like to talk a big show here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, well, for starters, how have you been lately? And, I mean, uh, obviously we'll get to the... Uh, residency at Glen Helen there with the Enduro Cross in a second, but uh, how have things been going other than that? Uh, yeah, things have been really good. Um, definitely a weird year for me uh, with everything out west getting cancelled and then basically, you know, no racing in Alberta going on local, um, not being able to get to the state super easy and just everything with that. It was, it was pretty quiet. It was like probably the weirdest year I've ever had. I actually had like time to do things and like it was, it was kind of strange, but, uh, yeah, it was, I was definitely, uh, excited to get back racing. Um, and just, yeah, it was, it was definitely a strange year, but you know, it's all over now again. So I just hurry up and wait. That's kind of what we've been doing right now. You're a paramedic. Have you been uh, busy? You've been working hard with that or what, uh, what have you been doing? Yeah. Um, work has been steady since everything happened. Actually, when we first went in lockdown, we, the, in Alberta, they, you know, a lot of the local routine surgeries and routine appointments got canceled. So, um, and that's a big part of our job. So we were, we were definitely a lot slower on that front too. Um, but I mean, I can't complain. I always had a job to go to and I was always needed. So, um, but yeah, I was super busy, basically worked full time for like over the whole summer there. And it was good, made some money back from, you know, all the racing I've been doing over the years. So so that was good, but yeah, it, on that front, it was good. Okay, now tell—I mean, obviously, people look at the results sheet and uh, they'll see Barons, Alberta. But uh, tell people a little bit about where Barons is and how big it is, and what's uh, what's it all about? Yeah, so um, Barons is just a tiny, tiny little farmer town um, in southern Alberta. It's somewhere between Lethbridge, Alberta, and Calgary. Um, uh, my, my, I come from a family farmer background, so um, I live. About seven miles from where I grew up. Um, I'm right next to my track, so I have a, a enduro cross track, motocross track, grass track right kind of out my door that I can go to and ride and train and practice every day. Um, but yeah, it's just a it's just a small little town. I think it might be around 200 people. So, and I'm pretty sure the Turners make up about half of that population. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Now, do you guys uh, have a working farm and everything? Your family? Yeah, yeah, we have a we have a grain farm. Uh, we don't have any cattle or anything, but we do like rye, wheat, canola, um, barley, peas, and uh, it's basically just my dad and brother running the show there, uh, and my grandpa. But uh, he's getting a little older now, so he's not quite as involved as he used to be. But so they they do that, and then of course I'm there. Um, I was there a lot this year, actually. Uh, whenever I wasn't working on the ambulance, I'd be at home, you know, helping the boys with harvest and driving driving trucks and combines and grain cart and all that all that good stuff so keep me kept me really busy actually nice nice now i know i uh, i promised we'd try to make this short but of course it never happens uh you just made me think of something i saw on uh, instagram i saw your you know your parents out riding now your mom is pretty uh she had a pretty good uh racing career like did she come up battling uh Lori allison and stuff like that yeah yeah my mom my mom was like a, a provincial champion um back in the early 90s I believe or maybe mid 90s right around when I was born kind of thing and uh she she's always loved uh dirt biking and and racing and well yeah and riding she just 
just loves it. And we just recently got her uh, a KTM 150, um, the XCW, I think. And we lowered it for her, got her a lowered seat, and uh, she's just been loving it. She she found a good group of girls and local um, around the Lethbridge area. Um, like, you know, uh, Jason Schrag's wife, Brittany, and Clint Revere's wife, Leanne, and uh, uh, you just, there's been like five or six of them. And they literally, mom made it her goal this year to go out and go riding once a once a week. So she's been, she's been posting like crazy and she's probably had the summer of her life, honestly. <laughs> ah, that's great. That was great to see. I saw like, yeah, obviously uh, on the old Instagram there. So that's, that's, uh, that's cool to see. Yeah, yeah, she's been she's been loving it. I mean, she's just about fifty years old, and I mean, she's still out there riding with the girls, and she's honestly pretty impressive. She makes it up a lot of stuff I never expect her to. So, and I mean, she's having a lot of fun doing it. And then my my brother's fiance started riding pretty hard this year too. So, I mean, we did a lot of what we call family ride days. So, it ended up usually just being the girls, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would all go out, and I would sweep I would sweep them to get my cardio in, and it was it was a good time. <laughs> ah, that's great that's cool okay well let's um all right so a strange strange summer uh racing is kind of weird you're the women's motocross thing was all here in ontario so we obviously didn't see you here for that mm-hmm. and then uh looking hard i guess into the enduro cross i mean you're defending how many times you won the enduro cross title uh this is my fourth time winning it actually see that's uh, that's pretty impressive <laughs> yeah fourth time and i've been i've been running the series for five and then in 2018 obviously it came down to the last round between me and casey and she beat me that day so she took the win in 2018 for me the title but um yeah i've, I've done it i've been racing endurocross since 2012 i believe like i i never followed the full series until 2016 but um hit and miss a couple rounds here and there and i've it's always been one of my favorite forms of racing so Okay, now it's um, they had to make a couple of changes, so it ended up all being at uh, Glen Helen in California this this season. Now, talk about um the competition. I mean, obviously there are a few people missing. How how was the competition? Yeah, I mean the women's class was probably um the lowest numbers I've seen ever. Like uh, I remember back when I first started, there used to be like ten, twelve, fifteen girls kind of thing, and this year we only had three that followed the full series out. Um, but obviously, I mean, Louise Forsley and, and Morgan Tanky aren't, they're pretty good. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not like it was a, wasn't a stacked field. Cause I'm, I mean, they're, they're really good riders as it is. It's just how the circumstances played out and everything. I mean, every single class was low, even the vet class being, usually there's multiple classes of the vets and they were down to, you know, five on the gate amateur class. I've seen the amateur class have five or six, you know, heats to get into the main event. And this year everybody went, you know, it was just numbers were low all over the board. So when you have numbers lower, the competition isn't going to be quite as good. But I mean, as far as all of that goes, they put together a real, real good series for what they had to work with and everything going on. So. Okay. Now, now what did they do for uh, the track changes? Did they change it between rounds? What did they do? So the first, the round one and round two, they basically had the track set up. So they moved a couple of corners and then made the track a little different between round one and round two. And then round three and four, obviously, um, they were like a week later. So they had a week to kind of prep the track. So basically they just turned the track completely backwards of how we had it before and then changed a couple of the things. 
so basically the rock pile and the matrix and stuff, we kind of went through basically the same, but then because they only had two days in between round three, four and five and six, they, they pretty much kept the same track. And then, uh, round five and round six were identical tracks. So, I mean, that made it a little, a little tough. Everyone kind of had the track mastered and there was one clear good line and, if you didn't make a mistake, it just kind of, you just wrote that line, you know what I mean? So, right. but I mean, it was what we had to work with and it was still good. Okay. Now I'm, I'm curious too, like watching, I was able to see some of the, uh, the pro men's video clips. I didn't actually see any video clips of you, but there are some like, I mean, throw the little log on the top and so those are basically like some pretty big supercross jumps. Are you able to clear some of those sections? Uh, yeah, they had, they had a couple sections that were just, I mean, the first, Day one and day two, they had a rhythm section going like you basically a log rhythm section on both sides. And I could do like half of them kind of. And then I had a little bit of a mishap, went over the bars and decided that I didn't need to be crashing that hard. So I kind of slowed down on the jumps a little bit just because of the where I was in the series and everything and how close everything was together. So in Durocross, normally um, we have one round a month or maybe two rounds a month and to just slam, you know, mm-hmm. six rounds in 11 days. That's like the ISDE of enduro cross. You hardly <laughs> have enough time to get your body and your bike ready to get back on the line. You know what I mean? So if you're taking these nasty spills and stuff, you don't have the time to recover. So you kind of had to, I kind of had to tone it back a little bit and just ride smart and safe versus, you know, sending a couple of the jumps and kind of hanging it out there, but they were definitely there and they were doable. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, and I, and I know you're you're being quite modest here, but if you look at the laps uh, and everything, I believe you had one or two extra laps than the uh, people getting second and third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did throw down a couple extra laps. I mean, the problem with enduro cross, and it's, it happens, is you get stuck in one hole, True. and okay. someone else doesn't, and you lose, you know, thirty to forty seconds. Next thing you know, I'm right. You know, you're coming. You're, you're lapped already, and right. it's just how just that's just the endurocross racing. Like you can have the race of your life, get stuck in a hole, fall off the track, get lapped, and it's just like I don't even know what went wrong. And that's kind of like <laughs> the the hard part is being so consistent to the, the like that you're doesn't matter what line you take, where you're going, you're just you know you keep moving forward, and that's kind of like the goal in endurocross is to always have momentum and keep you know charging through every obstacle. Right. So, okay. So you had ones across the board in the women's class, but, and they seem to change the name of the other class. One time it was called amateur, then it was intermediate, uh, but you raced that as well, right? Yeah. So I raced the guys. I've been, I've been signing up in the amateur or slash intermediate class for, oh, quite like probably since 2016. Um, and that class is stacked. That's the feeder class for the pros, right? So all the guys that come through there are basically, you know, the ones that are just, just started endurocross but end up you know deep in the pro field the next couple of years so the competition in that class is always just it's just crazy right and so when they started having their big numbers they actually put two classes in so if you qualified if you did really good in the heat heat races you went to the amateur class if you struggled in the heat you went into the intermediate So they kind of had that, there's a division. So like the intermediate was the B class. You didn't actually get any points or whatever, but you got a trophy in the podium. And then if you did well and got into the amateurs, that's where you're collecting your points for the series rounds and stuff. 
So they just had they had enough people just for the amateurs. So they just ran the amateurs. They didn't actually have the intermediate class. Oh, okay. I see. That's what happened. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you were bar to borrow some people in that one because it looked uh, like a lot of competition there. Yeah, that class, we, there was three of us that battled really hard. Actually, me and Josh, actually, we tied for points for second overall, and it came down to who won the final race, and I had mm. won, so I actually took the second place. But we tied for points after all six rounds. Yeah. And the top three, we all won um, two events, too, as well. So we split wins. I just had, I had a fourth place and a fifth place round. The Josh, he had a sixth place, and the other guy just had twos and threes. So, I mean, he was more consistent than us at the end of the day. So, but that was, yeah, we had, we were always really close on the track. And it was also kind of tough for me because I was riding back to back all day. Yeah, I saw like, that. On so, the practice fu- was back to back. Yeah. Racing was back to back. And then I'd have one race in between my amateurs and my women's race. So, by that sixth day, I was, I was pretty, my, my body was tired of racing in Cross, that's for sure. Yeah, I saw that because you were the women's or ladies was the first one, and then the amateur was right after that. So you crossed the finish line and went straight back to the starting gate. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I did that. <laughs> so I was in, I was in super shape mode. So I would have to, I would have to like you know pick and choose my battles wisely so that I could at least make the the next race. I know a couple times I came off, I had the worst arm pump or hand pump ever, and I'm like sitting there trying to like you know get my forearms calmed down so I could go back up on the line, but. It was good. I, I had a lot of fun. Um, the amateur class was, it was really fun this year. There was like, like always, there's a lot of carnage in that class. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. So I know like, you know, motocross, supercross, it's obviously very tiring and stuff like that, but you've got tiring and you have to add frustrating in there. Is that uh, a battle as well sometimes? Yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) and you just like, I've raced, I've raced a lot of arena cross and I've raced a lot of motocross and there's just the intensity of enduro cross. It just, you can't, you can't replicate that. Like there, it's so, it's so intense. And you look at the times and you're like, oh, I'm riding five minute motos. That's nothing. And then you go out there and ride five minutes of enduro cross and your heart rate's at almost 200. Your arms are about to fall off. You're about to pass out. You can't get any air. And you're just like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And you can't, there's no, I've never been able to do training that can replicate that aside from actually riding and racing those motos. Like you, it's so hard to, to replicate that intensity. And what you never remember or think about is there's everybody else around you, like, like, like bugs and stuff, right? Like you're out there and there's people everywhere. There's carnage. You don't have a, like time to think about where you're going. You're just trying to get through the track and through the people and Next thing you know, you're just like, oh my gosh, that was like the longest five minutes of my life. Yeah, it's funny how that happens, especially when you're leading, yeah. it seems like long races. Well, and then I, I came around and they have a time because it's five minutes plus a lap. They have a time card and the flagger guy pointed to the time thing and I looked up and it had four seconds. And that uh. means I basically have three more laps. And I was like, oh, I wish I wouldn't <laughs> have seen that. You know what I mean? Like now I know I have to like make it through another couple of laps smooth. So, um, but that's how that's how it works is the leader does the five minutes. And then, then I got the white flag after that. So, but it's, it, it is a lot of fun. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's satisfying when you, when you can actually put a lap together on an enduro cross track and, you know, pass and make, make good lines and keep your feet on the pegs and do all these things that you've been, you know, training and practicing for. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's, that's the added, uh, 
I mean, motocross, like I say, motocross, supercross, you know you can make it through the track, whereas endurocross, you go and all of a sudden you're in that rock section and someone's in the way and you try a new line and next thing you know, you're like you say, you're stuck. Yeah, and then <laughs> as soon as you have to push or pull, you're using so much energy, right? Like yeah. to lift your bike or to push your bike. And it's just, even in supercross and stuff, the tracks are smooth. Like you go out there, you have the rut, the rut gets rough, but you know, you ride rough ruts. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like, but when you do endurocross obstacles, every time you hit a log, your bike's bouncing back into your arms. Every time you hit a rock, your bike doesn't want to stay straight. Every time you don't have, you need enough speed to get up over these things. And there's like, you can't, it's like a different, it's like so different on the body, right? Like you have to go in so many different positions on the track just to like make a lap where in the motocross and stuff, once you have your corners and your straightaways and your jumps figured out, everything starts to flow and you can find smooth lines and stuff. In Durocross, there isn't a smooth line. It doesn't exist because you're literally driving over staggered logs or you know what I mean? Like there's, there's no such thing as a smoother line. Yeah. See, that's why I use the word frustrating. I would just find it frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand where that's like, the, and I found it was more frustrating the the more we rode the same track, you know, because then everybody was really, really good in that main line. Mm -hmm. And you would veer to the right, and then you get stuck. You're like, hey, no, it's just better to follow him. And then if you're following, as you know, you can't pass. So you're just, like, basically hoping that they make a mistake, which, I mean, that that's just where where it kind of was for, especially the amateurs. The pros, the pros could make other lines work. But right. even so, I heard Tristan tell spencer like uh if you if i'm coming behind you in the rock you better not go in the middle you know like things like that you know what i mean so Jeez. even they had their lines that they didn't want anybody in okay well hey there's well there's a nice segue let's talk about uh that i mean obviously you must be friends with these guys uh tristan hart and spencer wilton there um what uh other canadian guys um talk about that a little bit i mean obviously tristan with the huge opportunity with ktm and everything what uh what's that all like yeah it actually i was I was super happy for Tristan. Uh, he, he's one of the hardest working guys I've, I've ever met or like seen, like he trains insane and he's put in a lot of work to be where he's at. And even just watching him from, you know, two, three years ago on enduro cross track to this year, he's, he's really stepped up to that Cody Colton, uh, level. And he's going to be definitely a title contender here right away. Probably next year. I can't, I wouldn't be surprised if he could, you know, take it back. He had basically three months with KTM to kind of get everything dialed in and ready. And, uh, he already stepped up huge. I thought like just watching him ride, you, you can tell he's there. And, uh, with Spencer and, uh, Brandon Petrie, they were all down there too. And those guys are, are crazy good. I ride with, you know, Spencer and Brandon and Tristan quite a bit. They came up to my track, uh, in end of August oh, okay. and we just did a bunch of enduro cross motos and stuff. And, they're just a really, they're a fun group of guys. Right. And, uh, yeah, just, just so happy for Tristan with the KTM deal. And honestly, I got to give a shout out to KTM USA. They, they stepped up huge to support us Canadians coming down. Obviously me and Spencer can't drive across the border. We had to fly. That was the only way we could get into America. So, uh, I literally had what clothes I could pack on an airplane and what gear I, I had to ship my bike down and they basically looked after me the entire time. So, um, big shout out to them. They were, they were awesome for me this year. Okay. That's pretty cool. Nice. Nice. 
Okay, now, yeah. uh, well, let me ask you this too. What's uh, like, what's what's next for you now? I know we're. Uh, I was talking with Tyler Medallia, and he's uh, excited about twenty twenty one ISDE possibilities. What's up for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to go to the six day this year. Um, definitely want to go back to ISDE next year. Uh, I kind of want to do as many six days as as possible. Um, I just, I, I think for the women, especially the the level of competition and just how hard it is and how like rewarding after you finish something that's that, that long, that hard on the body, that everything. I just, I just love that event. So I want to do as many six days as possible. Um, so I definitely want to be in Italy, uh, coming, come next August, I think. So that'll be good. Um, I want to do, I want to do some more riding, uh, out East. Uh, I definitely want to, you know, try my hand in another couple of GNCCs. Those girls are crazy fast, and it was really eye-opening um, how fast I could go through tight trees. Uh, <laughs> and then I want to do – I think I'll be doing some more hard and extreme Enduros and then the Cross, and hopefully the Western Canadian Nationals. Okay, that's what I was going to obviously ask you. But uh, So if it ends up – if we are able to travel and race out west and do the proper National Series, you would be be all over that. Yeah, it would definitely definitely be if it's not conflicting with anything that I have that that's um American contracted for me, I'll definitely be lining up in Canada. Um I think I've been doing I think this year would have been my 10th year actually mm-hmm. uh racing the women's Canadian Nationals. So What if it's only uh out east again? Would you come and battle Ev Broder? No, I, I mean, I would love to, but for me, that's a, that's a big expense to go all the way out East when, I mean, it's not, it's, it's just difficult, right? Like to get, to get me out there is tough. And then the little I make from doing the Canadian, I would have to, you know, spend that just to be out there. And then usually right when they're, the East stuff is on, there's a conflicting enduro cross round. There's a, the six day was conflicting and, you know, there's always something that when you, when I start getting that late in the year, I start running into problems where I have conflicting dates. So, and that was kind of like this year, I went down to do the Tennessee knockout and I think that conflicted with one of the rounds as well. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Now you mentioned hard enduro. I just watched a whole bunch of that uh, silly Red Bull Romaniacs. So you, uh, that's something you'd be interested in those extreme hard enduros? Uh, I don't know if I would definitely, I don't know if I would go as far to do like the Romaniacs or, you know, Erzberg or anything, but I definitely do like the extreme enduro series that they have here in America. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I've done the rev limiter three or four times now, and I did the TKO twice and on the really extreme loop, like when you go out and it's like a nine mile loop and you have to do your times and you're like climbing up the hill, rock Hills and what, like, I'm really, really good at that stuff. So I could definitely uh, get behind doing more of that, and I really like it. Our Alberta riding is, I mean, if anybody's ever been off-road riding in Alberta knows, it's super, super challenging. So just naturally, I have a lot of skill in that type of riding. So um, I always do, do enjoy the extreme stuff. Okay, well, any enduro or uh, you know enduro cross rider I ever ever talked to that's Canadian, I ask if they're going to go over because I would love a reason to go to Romania or Austria. <laughs> yeah, well, so I mean, I'm pretty it. sure Tristan Tristan Hart's going to be your best guy. Okay, there you go. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's. I think he has it in the cards to do a couple of those. So, um, he well, he did he did uh, Erzberg and finished his first time over there. 
man. two years ago. So, I mean, he's, he's got to watch for sure. And he's, he's in, he's in shape to do it. And he's now he has a good team behind him where he doesn't, you know, he's got all the best stuff going towards making sure that he can race these races and stuff. And that's, that's been so helpful for him this past year. Right. Well, exactly. When someone else is, uh, you know, footing the bill to get you and put you in all the proper places to be, it uh, certainly takes pressure off that way. And it adds a new pressure, of course, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. And then just having like his, his bikes, you know, a hundred percent Robbie Goose, Robbie Goolsby does a fantastic job. Um, he does work on my bike and, and Tristan's bike. And those things are so dialed all the time. Every time you get on that bike, it's, you know, it's ready to go. And just knowing that is just huge game changer, especially for us off-road riders. We used to show up to rounds where, you know, our bikes have a hundred, 200 hours on them. And you're like, well, you know, this thing's a little shaky. <laughs> Yeah, so half of that's playing on your head half the time too, right? Where now it's like your bikes are fresh, his bikes are new, everything's good to go. His, he's ready to he's ready to race every single time he lines up, and that's that's huge. And he's not taking any time to do his mechanical work now too, right? He can work on his recovery and get get focused for the race, which is huge. Right, for sure, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I've never met him actually. To, to, uh, have to get to, have to get in touch with him for sure and uh, have a chat with him and get to know him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a good he's a really good guy. Like he's yeah, I've known him for years. The the Hart family. Wyatt, uh, actually, his older brother did X Games back when their Enduro Cross was doing X Games. Okay. So I mean, they they've been doing Enduro Cross a long time. Okay, well that's that's great, uh, Shelby. Well, um, let's why don't we uh, finish it up there? That's great. So next for you, I guess you're just going back to work before you figure out what the next race is or what's up. Yeah, yeah, just going back to work. Um, running into Christmas now and then, uh, you know, do traveling South for the, for the winter. Hopefully if we can figure out the, everything with COVID or, you know, hopefully get, get down South for a little bit. And then, uh, starting next year, we'll just be hopefully doing the motocross rounds, doing some extreme Enduros, Enduro cross, and just trying to race as much as possible. Well, that's cool. I know uh, I have a place you could be this weekend if you wanted to. I'm about to hop on a flight and uh, head out to Chilliwack. Yeah, I've heard that they're they're doing their arena cross series. It might. I get <laughs> I get too stir crazy at home. I might have to go race some of those. <laughs> well, you better start driving right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shelby. Well, I always appreciate chatting with you. And congratulations on a uh, well on a perfect uh, on a perfect season there, a perfect series, and uh, taking another win. Uh, before we let you go, yeah. let's, who would you like to thank? Yeah, I would like to thank uh, KTM Canada and KTM USA, um, FXR, a &E Racing, uh, MD Distributions, Forma Boot, 60 Helmet, um, XC Gear, Blood Lubricants, um, you know, my family and friends, everyone who keeps supporting me and, uh, you know, making sure I'm ready to go and ready to race every time. And uh, everyone, uh, everyone who just keeps cheering me on. <laughs> all right uh well be sure to say hello to your parents for me and maybe i'll see you at chilliwack this weekend awesome thank you <laughs> all right thanks for your time shelby talk to you soon bye bye, -bye.